0: What's going on, people? Welcome to the post game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Growls Timberwolves newsletter, and this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopers and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to House and Growls, follow the link in the show notes or head to houseandgrowls.substack.com to grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. And man, we are back on the roller coaster. I'm not sure whether it's the peak or the drop that is meant to be the most exciting part of a roller coaster, but we are on whatever the exciting part of, of this Timberwolves ride is. Fresh off the back of one of the worst losses of the season against the Houston Rockets. The Timberwolves bounce back and get a win against the New Orleans Pelicans. A really, really good win. The game ends 111 to 102. And it really was a strange game. I mean, Minnesota kind of, sleepwalked out of the gate again, where they were down by 12 in the second quarter. It kind of just felt like they were going to lie down and die like they have many other times this season, but they didn't. They didn't lie down, they didn't die, and maybe even more surprisingly, they didn't die thanks to a third quarter run, which might be the least wolvesy thing of the season so far. All of a sudden, before you could even blink... They had wiped out that 12-point lead and had got their own lead up to 17 points. And then, in maybe the most wolvesy thing of the season, they kind of started to shit the bed. Pelicans head coach Willie Green got himself ejected. The crowd got into the game and the Wolves only just managed to hold on to that 17-point that lead that they'd built. It got whittled all the way down to four points, but they end up walking away with a nine-point win. And, of course... Aside from the score and aside from the weird way that we got to the score, there was other storylines. Anthony Edwards is an all-star, plain and simple. Hit another 37 points for Ant in this game. Another dominant performance. Another stamp on his resume that makes it blatantly obvious to everybody who is watching, even if that isn't media members, that he is an all-star. D'Lo is playing Stella as well, really playing that complementary role to Anthony Edwards very well, and the Wolves actually had a full NBA basketball game where they registered under 10 turnovers for the night, but because I thought it was such a defining feature of this game, this episode's number is plus 12, as in the plus 12 net rating that Minnesota's starters had in this game. So, as I said before the break, the Wolves starters had a plus 12 net rating tonight in this game, and it felt it felt that way. Whenever the starters were on the court, the Wolves were very, very good. Again, Ant was great, D'Lo was great, Rudy and Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson dovetailed brilliantly all night, especially in that third quarter actually. And Jade McDaniel's was kind of tracking along pretty quietly offensively but he locked up Brandon Ingram all night and then he hits the two biggest shots of the game for Minnesota deep in that fourth quarter to kind of seal off the win, seal off a very, very good win. So it was just a good all-around performance from the starters. Well, really it was a great all-around performance from the starters. On the season, Minnesota starters actually only have a plus 0.4 net rating. That number ranks 17th overall, but it's also a number that is getting better. And that's a really, really good sign for the Wolves. Since the new year, where Minnesota have played, obviously, 13 games, gone 9-4 and in those games, the starters have posted a plus 3.5 net rating. That ranks 7th in the league. Again, they were 17th in the league overall. And that 7th ranks behind Denver, Sacramento, Philly, OKC, Memphis, and Brooklyn, Five very good teams and OKC who have actually been very, very good lately. It's it's just really good company and it, it makes sense, right? Because the starters play a lot of minutes and if they win those minutes and they win those minutes comfortably, then the team has a better chance of winning games. Pretty damn simple, right? 13 games isn't an enormous sample size, but it's also not nothing. It's 26% of the season and the swing is so enormous from what we've seen before that. Up until December 31st, so not the season as a whole, but before we got into this 2023 period where the Wolves have had that plus 3.5 net rating, they actually had a a minus 0.7 net rating, and that ranked 22nd in the league for starters. I know they've had a bunch of different starting lineups, and guys have been going in and out of the rotation and in and out of that starting lineup. But whatever starters they've trotted out on any given night on the aggregate, we're losing their minutes by 0.7 points per 100 possessions. And now, for the last 26% of the season, those same hodgepodge, often injured starters have posted a plus 3.5 net rating. I guess it does seem kind of small, but that 4.2 net rating swing is actually massive. If the Wolves managed to have that plus 3.5 net rating number from the start of the season until now, their starters would rank fifth overall, and they would undoubtedly have, what, five or ten more wins? Like, that's how important it is. This shit is really, really important. It's just something that this team needs, and it's something that every team needs. It's obviously going to become, I guess, somewhat or maybe completely redundant once Carl Anthony Towns comes back. But until then, I don't think treading water is good enough, and I don't think they should be limiting themselves to having quote-unquote treading water as the ceiling for this current group, even without Cap, I don't even think I need to explain it to you guys. Again, Ant is a legitimate all-star. D'Lo, at the moment, is playing some of the best basketball of his career. Rudy Gobert still needs to be better. He was great in this game, but he needs to be better overall. If this game is any sort of a blueprint, then at least we have the skeleton of what that improvement looks like. But he's also an All-NBA, All-Star level player. And Jaden McDaniels and Kyle Anderson are almost ideal role-player archetypes that any team would find a place for in their rotation. So I guess I want to just mix the excitement. I know this is you know a pretty short episode, but I am very excited about this recent trend to uh competence by the starters and maybe even a few steps past competence. But I want to mix that excitement with expectation, a, a heavy dose of expectation. Whether towns is there or not, that proficiency and even excellence from the starters can and probably should be the new norm they have a good enough roster they have a good enough collection of talent they have a good enough coach in my opinion to play good basketball when the starters are on the court now the bench is a different story the bench has actually broke even for the season with a 0.0 net rating so as a whole it hasn't been a bad bench unit they are 14th overall in the league again that's above average so it's not a bad bench unit but as you keep sliding players in and out of it, it starts to become a little bit worse. And I think over the past five or six games, I've really seen that bench unit take a pretty steep downturn. I mean, Jalen Noel is just severely out of form at the moment. Nas Reid is back to being out of form at the moment. Torian Prince is now injured. Austin Rivers is a solid vet, but not the kind of guy who can turn the tide of a bench unit. Matt Ryan got minutes tonight. He shoots threes and he doesn't really do much else. So there's going to be times where the bench unit does collapse what the starters do. But if those starters are really, really good, then it doesn't really matter that much. Denver is first in the West. Again, they have the best uh, net rating over those 13 games that I was talking about. They also have the 28th best net rating from the bench. So the bench is obviously important, you need a really good bench, every team is striving to have a really good bench, but the Denver Nuggets are kind of the benchmark in the West right now, and they have a really bad bench, and that bench of theirs is kind of only getting worse as the season goes along. So the important thing here is the starters, it's what cost Minnesota at the start of the season when they were trying to integrate Rudy and integrate Towns into being a power forward. But at the moment, the last 13 games, this game especially against the Pelicans, they are rolling, and if they keep rolling, then Minnesota might be able to keep winning more games than they lose, and it doesn't take many games in a row for them to all of a sudden vault up to the 5th seed or the 6th seed. Now, they're not there yet. They are the 8th seed as it currently sits, but this is the blueprint, I think, to, in a, in a broad sense, there's obviously things that go into this starting unit, being a good team being a good unit and-, and Minnesota being a good team in general. But as a broad brush strokes kind of thing, if the starters play well, Minnesota will play well as well. And right now the starters are playing well. So hopefully we see that again up against the Memphis Grizzlies, the sliding Memphis Grizzlies, the owner of a four-game lost streak Memphis Grizzlies. I'll be here to discuss that game, I hope you'll be too.